0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I am your host, Will McFadden. We are here to talk about, unfortunately, another Atlanta Falcons lost as they fell 23-7 to in front of Brits and toys alike and here to help me talk about the uh the latest loss is former Falcons fullback Ovi Mahaley. Ovi, how you doing, man?
0: Uh I'd be better if I was, you know, back in Andy's room, just playing with some toys, not <laughs> worrying about this stupid loss against a stupid team and the stupid game. Like it's just it's frustrating, man, because you're like, we're two and oh. like I went to the Detroit game with the Falcons so proud, so excited Doctors have been two those since 2017. And you know, we're a different team, and you better watch out. And Ritter's gonna be great. I mean, gonna be better. And like all these, all the hope, all the you know, positive vibes, they're all like slowly seeping away out of my being. And it's uh not not the funnest thing ever. And I mean, there's not, not no sky is falling, but it's it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's cracking. The sky's cracking, but uh
1: yeah, we'll see. Oh no, Chicken Little is already coming out, he's <laughs> already uh <laughs> He's picking up. Oh no! What's that? Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I felt bad because, it, like, you really did feel the anticipation yeah. and the excitement for this, with the number of people, uh, you know, going over to London, but then also just the turnout from. I know Atlanta Falcons Germany was there. Everybody yeah. who you know resides in, obviously, you know, in and around London, Great Britain, all of that stuff. Like, people flocked to Wembley Stadium to to see the Falcons. It was really yeah. fun. They wanted to see Bajon Robinson, who they saw and who did not disappoint, but they no. wanted to see Kyle Pitts and Drake London, who kind of did disappoint. You know, Drake London had a touchdown catch. We'll get into all of that, but suffice it to say this was not what, what fans wanted to see.
0: No, it's not. And uh, uh, I think Falcons fans, uh, they, they want better because we told them we'd give them better. We had... Yep. Uh, A lot of expectations, finally spending some money, finally being able to, you know, let our guys, you know, let um, our GM and their coach do their thing, pick their guys. We felt that, and, you know, deservedly so, it's going to be a different Falcons team, a different culture, a different type of uh, swagger that we're going to bring to the table. And the Detroit game was a blip in the radar. That's not who we are. That's not us. Mm -hmm. Like, these things Mm -hmm. happen. No one's perfect. But now – we're starting to kind of put things on tape to where we're like, all right, which Falcons team are we? Like we're, we're two faced, Like in Batman, we, we have our good sides and our bad sides, you know, two wins, two losses. We're at a crossroads. And and I really want us to choose the, uh, the the right road.
1: Yes, I do too. And, uh, we will get into that crossroads, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the good. There was some good, but a lot of it was bad. (laughs) And, You and I are here to unpack it all today. So that is what is on tap. But before we get to that, football is back. And BetOnline is the number one information source for all your sports wagering Mm -hmm. info with all the -the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and the Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And unfortunately, again, where we have to start, OV is with Desmond Ritter. Man, is that the best transition out of an ad in podcast history? It might be. So, hey, top uh, five.
0: Definitely top five. I've seen some good uh, ones, but that was, that was up there.
1: I know, man. Uh, but <laughs> but Desmond Ritter, uh, his performance today was not up there. What do what no. you make of it?
0: Um, Desmond Ritter is starting to worry me because I was... Um, at a charity softball game uh, after the Falcons game, and everyone, because I was the resident Falcons guy, was asking me, what do you think about Ritter? Is he the guy? Is he done? Is he over? I mean, Obi, should we put in the backup? And I'm like, hey, 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 calm down. Desmond Ritter is all right. I take a deep breath before I answer. <laughs> Ritter is all right. He's going to be okay. He's still young. He makes mistakes. It happens. But there were enough things I saw in this game that looked like the first game to ha- it has me legitimately concerned about him being a- of the long term answer. I mean, I, I never wanted to be the long term answer, but after you know, we decided, hey, we can either go buy a big time quarterback or fix the thousand other things that are wrong with the Falcons. I was like you know, fix the thousand things wrong with the Falcons. Maybe Ritter will surprise us and be average to above average. That's all we need. We need average to above average. And we win a lot of games, but he didn't even show me he can consistently be average this game. You know, throws mm. that he should have made, uh, checks he should have made, uh, getting rid of the ball. We should have done that. Some of the yeah. interceptions. It, it was just like things that, again, I mentioned it last week college quarterbacks can do the things that Desmond not doing. And he was a very good college quarterback. So I don't know. Grant, I get it, They're bigger and faster and stronger. And their defenses are better. But I don't know why he's not doing basic quarterback things. And I want to give him a pass again. But this, this is the last pass. I'm giving you Desmond. You know, I'm sure you watch this every day. But you got to be better. Like you, you just have to be better. Because you can be. We've seen the good Desmond Ritter. And he even had flashes during this game. But the greatest thing about uh, excelling at this level is that you have to be consistently Great. It's not about, oh, I was good for a Mm. quarter and a half. Oh, I was good for three quarters. No, for me, I can't miss any blocks. I got to be consistent all the time. Like one is, is, you know, almost too much. Like, but that's it. You can't have, oh, I missed well a couple in the first quarter, you know, a couple in the fourth and missed a couple passes as I had a quarterback, especially the team feeds off you, offense and defense. So if you're making the mistakes like this, the, the morale goes down and it has to work. People have to work twice as hard to get back up to where they should be. So Ritter is on on thin ice with fans. I'd say the coaching staff, they're not going anywhere. Look how long they they stuck with Marcus Mariota. There is no chance, I repeat, no chance that Devin Ritter goes anywhere unless he is just... Actually, Mariota's horrendous, but I still feel like they will go all 16, 17 games with Ritter and they won't move him. So for fans that were, wow. starting to keep my, uh, you know, DMs, my uh, mentions that, hey, you know, Ritter, Ritter needs to be out and get out of him and let's go to the back. It's not going to happen. So go ahead and get that into your spirit now because they're going to just hope and pray and wish that he gets incrementally better every week because they, they do see him as the future, at least for this year.
1: That's a big proclamation for you to make uh, coming off of today's game, but I I don't necessarily disagree with you. What has me worried is that the big improvement that Desmond Ritter was supposed to bring was just being a little bit better, just kind of being average on the downfield passing attack. And that's been non-existent so far this season, aside from, you know, one play in the season opener and then one play against Green Bay and you know really outside of that he missed it to Kyle Pitts against Detroit. Yep. You I was know there. he he missed a couple today, one to Mac Collins that got him yelled at on the sidelines. He deserved it. And that. I you know when I have said previously on this podcast that I feel he should be maybe quicker to just take the free yards given to him. I didn't mean that that's like the only thing he can do because the Defenses they're facing know to key on the run game. And now they know just to key on the flats. I mean, that opening play, that opening series against Detroit, when Alex Anzalone just eats Tyler Algiers' lunch in the flat. I mean, they knew what was coming. And Jacksonville today, yeah, the the third down play, their first third down to Bajan Robinson, was one of the best highlights you'll see all week because Bajan is just an otherworldly talent. And yeah. by the way, it was awesome seeing that on the Toy okay. Story broadcast. Like that was, those were the moments where it was fun is like, yeah, just like watching the highlights and seeing especially, but I almost wish he like caught fire on that play. Like I <laughs> like I wish, it, yeah, exactly. I wish it was like an old, uh, like NFL blitz type of deal. And yeah, he just was like super saiyan for a second. But there's a reason, you know, he had to do that play. It's, it's because like a linebacker was right there ready in the flat because he yeah. knew exactly what was going to happen. on like a third and seven. Desmond Ritter's not consistently pushing the ball downfield, except for like the two times a game where he hits a third and fifteen, and yeah. he like peppers one in there, and and they're beautiful when he does that, and he can do it, but I just kind of don't get where that is. To your point, like ninety percent of the time.
0: Yep, yep. No, uh, Desmond Ritter is a as a guy who uh, he's in a point of uh, crisis because he. He was there all last year. He was there. He heard the calls for the backup. He was the answer. He was very <laughs> aware of how mediocre Marcus Mariota was. And so that's why it, it's just crazy to me. And I, I, I don't know how it feels to be that person that like you've gone through the mirror and now you're on the other side and you're watching yourself. And, and you're the yeah, guy making the same mistakes that you watched your predecessor make. And... The whole time you were saying, oh, this is so easy. I could have made that throw. I could have done that. No, this NFL thing's different, Desmond. And, um, again, I, I, I wish him the best. I want the best for him. I, I want him to, to get better and to learn from it. But he has to take those steps. Like, he has to take those steps now because I do not want us to be near the end of the season. And like, oh, Ritter's got it now. And we wasted another, yet another season when this is the one where our defense is better. Our running game is, is impeccable. You know, we got you know between uh, Jeff Okuda and AJ, we have some amazing yeah. down DBs. Like we, we're set up. But people were not picking us for two wins like they were last year. People are saying the Falcons can be a dark horse, a playoff team that wins a playoff game. Yeah, uh, that's I'm Yes, sure people said that. But I was um, like,
1: sounds <laughs> <that's laughs> familiar. of
0: people, people said things like that. I would be eating my words if. Desmond Ritter can't figure out how to complete passes to open players, and that's not good. Our words don't taste good, so I, I, we need to figure this out.
1: Yeah, I, and I mean it's going to be even perhaps you know more stark this upcoming week when CJ Stroud comes to town. You know we're we're gonna at the at the end of the pod we'll we'll touch on you know we'll spin it forward we'll see uh, you know what's coming up but there's a little teaser there's a very very clear dichotomy. Between, you know, how he is playing as a rookie in only four games and, you know, where Desmond Ritter is eight games into his, you know, career and two seasons or one in four games into his career. So, yeah, it's you've got to see it, you know, materialize a little bit more. That's maybe what's been so discouraging to me is outside of, frankly, that like one preseason drive, which like it's preseason. So who cares has there really been an extended stretch where like this offense has been humming maybe, maybe against um, green Bay in, yeah. in the and against Carolina.
0: About, yep. Took us down from like, we like, all right, Ritter, you got to show us what we can do. And he mm-hmm. took us from our end zone all the way to their end zone score. And I was just like, Oh, we, we got yeah. a quarterback. We have a QB. And then that was, that was just, that was it. That was the highlight.
1: Yeah. So he's he's got to he's got to show something, you know, he's got to and like his stat lines for as bad as he plays like they're they're never that that bad. I mean, he did have the two interceptions today, which the broadcast was all over him for staring down his first read. Arthur Smith, you know, after the game said it's it's a mix of things. But like, yeah, it's noticeable. Like if you're if you can get those two picks, there's like some commonality there, but he, he did kind of talk about the differences in the coverage and the type of play. One's a quick play, one's a play action, but you know, it, it's it's just kind of stuff where you don't see mm-hmm. the, the growth and that's what was supposed to be the stuff we we're counting on, is okay, this guy gets better. Look at the four starts last year. From start one to start four, yep. he got better, and that's true. Like, he did, but from start one to start four this year, it kind of feels like he's almost regressing a little yeah. bit and that is really concerning and what is also concerning is that the offense feels like it's regressing with him and this is the second game where they just have absolutely gotten off to a very slow start on offense no points in the first quarter seven points overall you know like they they can't do anything. It seems like at the start of games to get into a, a rhythm. And Arthur Smith said this afterwards. He said, reality is we got to find a way to jumpstart early. That's always going to start with me. We got the right guys in the locker room, but that is a reality. And the other reality is thankfully we're two and two and got to get back to Atlanta and get this thing jump started. You know, I, I think at the end, like maybe that part's a little tone deaf. I don't think everybody wants to hear like, all right, you're two and two. Thankfully we're two and two. Like Dude. that's true. That is true on the one hand, but it he's true. You gotta get it jump started early. What yeah. have have you ever in your career like been part of a team? Because these are the types of identities that we in the media notice, right? If you're a team that, man, they've got great fourth quarters, right? Like Matt Ryan early in y'all's career, like really good fourth quarter comeback team. Oh, yeah. Or you're a team that starts fast. You know, they get the ball, boom, they've scored on six of their seven opening possessions. Or you're a really good middle eight team. Like, these are trends that kind of appear throughout the season. Have you been a part of teams that start really slowly? And are there commonalities? Are there ways to break the slumps? Like, walk me through that. Is it just hell for the entire year? <laughs> oh, So, yeah, I've been a part of a couple
0: teams that... um Have just started slow chronically. Uh, I couldn't name the exact years, but, you know, years on the Ravens, years of the Falcons and some of the ways we stopped that because we were really uh, intentional about calling it out. You don't don't know what the problem is. You can't fix the problem. And so we would talk. uh, We would break down why we started slow. And I always love this because I hate it when we get the whole oh, it's nobody's fault. We're all equally liable. We win as a team, we lose the team. That's that's hogwash.
1: That was 2020, Um, man. Every single game 2020
0: was me crazy when I played. I'm like, I made my block 9% of the time. Like the left guard is getting his ass beat, and somebody needs to call him out. Like, we can't just all not talk about what we're seeing we need to call it out we need to get somebody who can do the job or you know just say we're okay with getting about two three sacks from the left side every game and so that's what we did we got really um personal and we got very accountable by guys not even it wasn't the coaches would do it and the players would do it we're like yo Leroy come on man you better than that you can't get your your ass be like a drop every single time. What's going on? Let's practice after you spin moves. That's that's your weakness. Let's do spin moves. And guys would actually have to talk to them, not just to the coaches, because sometimes it was players who were starters who were making millions and who we couldn't get rid of because the backup was even worse. And so we yeah. just needed one to, to to raise their level of play. And it was um it was a, a look you in the eye. We want to win games, especially some of the older guys. They're like, "We're not going to uh, go out like this, and we need you to actually play uh, at the level that you're paid." And it, it, it would get uh, some guys can handle it getting personal. Some guys couldn't, but when it came from you know guys like Ray Lewis or guys like you know Ed Reed or when you got guys like um like you know, who's thinking of offense that we would talk to? I want Tony Gonzalez. It wasn't mean and personal. After actually, t- I take it back. He was. He would, mm-hmm. he would get like, he's say oh, we don't F it up for us. I'm like, oh, okay, oh, sorry. Because, you know, I, I went the wrong route. I didn't have the, the right read or I didn't check down, something like that. And so I love, again, I love that. Because hold me accountable. I want to be at my best. And, and, and if you're not holding me accountable or don't feel comfortable, then, then who would feel comfortable?
1: I, I worry offensively. I'm like, because this is a younger offense, who is doing that in this room, right? Yep. Jake Matthews is is the veteran but that's it, not really his personality no chris lindstrom that's not really his personality no there's nobody else with the bona fides to really except for cordero patterson but like is it John U. smith is it michael pruitt is it what? is it matt collins dude you because matt collins the- was the only one who like bucked it, Desmond Ritter yeah, today. Yeah, like, what, said, what's going on, dude? He's, get, yeah, get he said better. after the after the game, like he he just kind of was frustrated. He didn't really know what people were talking about. Like he didn't intend it at any. He was just kind of frustrated and he reacts to things. And like, he should be, which is like, a out, but, Like he should You're own not. that if he mm. is pissed. Like just be pissed because everybody mm. else is pissed, and somebody should be.
0: It, 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 that yeah, that's that's why like, I actually appreciate the people who show emotion. I appreciate even I some do too that, that who show some emotion. You can't give me the same. Dan Quinn, Stoneface, well, guys, we just weren't good enough. It was a team loss and blah, 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 and some brotherhood, brotherhood. It drives me crazy. Like, show that it bothers you. Show that this means something to you, that it's more than just a paycheck. And I get it. Maybe they're feeling that way, but they don't want to show it to the fans or the staff
1: or management. It just probably – it doesn't make anything – Better, honestly like it yeah made for like one week but that's like kind of one the one card you you can play it once i guess is what i'm trying to say like yeah it, if you do that like that then you better come out the next week and and win but if yeah. you come out the next week and you lose 20 it's just to,
0: it gets it gets your like, it gets it, you, yeah you it's, lose it's the locker just, room right You're like
1: come on man this is um
0: whatever i, I mean, exactly you, so area. it's too Come early
1: on, in the year for them to publicly be doing that but I really do hope internally they yeah. are lighting a fire yeah. kind of under everybody's asses. Some a, a unit that doesn't need that is the defense and Atlanta's defense I I feel so bad for them because these two losses like they they are growing as a unit yeah. as I'm talking about the offense regressing The defense, even in in a two-game losing streak, is getting better. Like, this was a 23 points on the scoreboard for Jacksonville, but it was only 16 for this defense. And they held a really potent Detroit offense to 20 points. This Jags offense is also really good. They were held under 200 yards through the air with Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Evan Engram, like Zay Jones. They have so many good options in the passing game and and they just kind of held him down and Jeff Okuda was back he played well even without Troy Anderson Nate Landman played really really well had like 10 tackles I think Richie Grant had 11 tackles Jesse Bates forced another fumble David Onyamata one and a half sacks so Obi what uh what impressed you about the defense It impressed
0: me that they were able to seemingly build off each other's success. And the guy, that's how defense works. It's more of a, you know, uh, yeah, you got your defensive ends that will go do their own thing. But as a crew, as a group, these pack of wild dogs that are just (laughs) out there yipping and yapping and, and, you know, rushing and hurrying and making the quarterback feel uncomfortable, having coverage sacks, It, it just feels good when you feel like you have a cohesive unit. That is able to really raise their level of play based on what their teammates are doing, and you know Grady Jared, Just I, I mean, again, I, I've been a fan of Grady's for the longest time. Now he has some help. Now he has some dogs with him, you know, if you have, if you have, uh, Yamada and D, and you know, from star power Jesse Bates, the Cuda. Like he doesn't have to be the only voice in there. You talked about who on the offense is going to get these guys to play at a high level and call them out. You don't have to worry about that on defense. You're like, no. take your pick. You got. Guys yeah. on They're top of everywhere, who can do yeah, that job and could say, We're not going to be the reason we lose, we're not going to be the side of the ball that's going to underperform. We're going to do everything that's necessary for us to go and get this W because we're too damn good to be coming out here with a two and two record. And they are. And the defense, you felt like that was what they were saying to each other in the locker room and before, and come on the sidelines, they were hunting, and, and, and it, it felt good to watch. And, and you know. Granted, they, they made their mistakes, but they didn't make enough mistakes to where they deserved to lose or where they lost the game. That was all offense all the time, and uh, not all the time, but it was all offense. And I, I feel like it's happening more than it should. That that's <sighs> bad memories because
1: um,
0: <laughs> you know I, I I know how they feel. I've been on teams where the Matt Ryan and you know me, and Mike Turner, we're out there scoring, and a defense can't just. Can't hold water. Can't do anything. I'm like, come on, D. And so we're out there yelling at them, but we're sitting there and running back. Beach, we're like, well, if we score almost every other time, can D defense just stop him once? Just stop. Just stop him. What field goal? So I can imagine the frustration <laughs> they're feeling watching a quarterback who looks inept at times not be able to get the job done.
1: I wonder. Do you have a particular? Arizona playoff game in mind as you're uh, going on that rant. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I do. Uh, we we could have won one playoff game. I just want to win one playoff game. I played five years, 10 years NFL been playoffs five times. I've never even won a playoff game. So it's, uh, you know, it, it could have happened if defense showed up one of those times. Well, in Baltimore, it was, uh, you know, the offense, it couldn't show up. and when It was the Falcons. A lot of the times defense couldn't show up, so. It is
1: what it is. Oh, man. You know, if it makes you feel better, I've never even won an NFL game. So, yeah. like, you got that on me. I do so, feel better. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I I, I do want to stick with the defense uh, yeah. because, you know, the, I, what I love that you said is we talked about the dudes, and th- those guys are really on the front end and the back end. And in the middle, like it's a weird construction of this team because in years past, specifically under DQ, like you had Deion Jones, Devontae yeah. Campbell at times. Yeah. Um. They uh they drafted. I'm totally blanking on his name. Oh, apologies. Out of LSU, uh, who oh, ultimately Duke. Duke Riley. Thank you. Um. Yeah. But like they they valued the linebacker position very highly. Yeah. These guys, like I love Caden Ellis, but like it's a workman like group where they're in there just kind of racking up the tackles nate landman you know was just filling the gaps and like stuffing dudes when he got them in the run game and he's really good and you know caden ellis this is a little bit of an atlanta sports crossover but he reminds me a little bit of like martin prado where he's just kind of in the in the middle to the top of your lineup there and he's just getting singles and doubles he's doing the work he plays utility he can pass rush he can make some tackles sideline to sideline he can do a little bit of coverage like I love what Kate Ellis is bringing to this defense and I want to call yeah. him out because it's so easy to notice, you know, AJ Terrell who aside from that one blown coverage, you know, which is tough, but yeah. I thought he played really well outside of just one glaring mistake, but Jesse Bates playing well, Calais Campbell having a nice game, David yeah. Onyemata. We talk about like these guys are making the splashy plays and we're so used to the linebackers making the splashy plays for this defense and that's kind of not the case this year, but I love that because I, I think that that means they're kind of doing their jobs as yeah. unsung heroes. And, you know, do do you think that like, it's time we start when we look at the games and in our minds, we're kind of coming up with, all right, How do we think this is going to go? What's our score prediction, all of that good stuff. Should we start thinking about the Falcons as a defensive team first? Like, is that what they are now?
0: I mean, the, uh, Wow, it's just hard for offensive guys to, to admit that, but that—that's what we're leaning, man. Well, you it, know, because it, the weapon, game defense—you defense. can have Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and Bijan, and say we're defensive. I'm not even.
1: Should we say? Should we include Kyle Pitts and Drake London in that conversation, man? I'm not even sure we should because, like, they're kind of non-factors. I know Drake yeah. London had that touchdown catch today, but for all intents and purposes in dictating how the game unfolds and like who has control of the game, those guys aren't really making an impact like much at all this season, outside of that one game against green Bay, where Drake London had a really good game and looked like Drake London, the one that we all expected. Yeah. But like, I'm not necessarily ready to now lump them in with Bajan Robinson, my King.
0: Because, uh, you know, Unlike uh, Bajan, they need a, a consistent, competent quarterback to deliver the ball to them for them to be relevant. And it is a fifty-fifty whether we have that right now. It's leaning towards the, the negative fifty. But um, there's such amazing players; it's hard to not they are talk like, about them as stars that could be game changers. But they haven't had the chance to be game changers. So, so to answer
1: your question, but like, yes. why do we expect that to to change, change, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I don't we're see
0: thinking we're, we're, we're fans It's
1: got to start with the play calling. I think that's where, and and we can kind of talk it, uh, talk it through with, with Houston and kind of next week here, because I, I put the onus on Arthur Smith and this coaching staff. Like yeah. that's what we were excited to see this year was the creativity of this offense. You know, Cordero Patterson was back today, but just as a kick returner. So, You know, there was a missing element of your offense. I know they have been cautious and ramping guys back up. And so ultimately, if that means he's available for the rest of the season, that's that's a fine call in my book. I don't think he was necessarily going to change the outcome of today's game by himself. But you need to figure this out on offense because teams know that you're trying to run the ball. They are kind of stonewalling you. Early in games. You've admitted it yourself. You've got to get things jump started earlier, faster. So I'm looking at, at Arthur Smith and the offensive coaching staff just as much as I am Desmond Ritter because other teams can get their best guys involved when other teams know they're trying to. The Raiders threw it to Devontae Adams like five straight times on their final possession of today's game against uh the Chargers and guess what? Devontae Adams got involved, even though everybody knew it was going to him. So, like, figure this out, but what do you need to see from the Falcons next week, and how concerned are you about Houston?
0: I'm very concerned because, you know, you got to beat the team you're supposed to beat, because if we want to be what I said, we're going to be a playoff team and win a game, we can't, um, you know, lose the teams that are, are in, like, they're, they're here. We're looking them right in the eye. They're not like some, like, old juggernaut that we can't beat and have no chance against no they're a team that we have more than the capability to beat and we didn't do that at all. So I need to see Kyle Pitts I need to see Drake London I need to see them get involved in the game like you mentioned Desmond is part of the problem but we have coaches who get paid well to figure out how to work around problems. there's ways to work around or it's ways to you know increase his confidence and help him get the ball to your playmakers. Because this, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine with saying this is a defensive team or defensive-led team because they've done that. But we have the stars on offense. We have stars there too. But we have, six superstars on offense. And our superstar, Bijan, can't be a superstar. What's the point of even drafting that high if they got 12 guys in the box and they're stopping everything he does on the ground? They know that we seemingly don't have confidence in our quarterback throwing down the field. So I, I need to see – growth from from that's real growth not just like you know he wants to grow grow and he's thinking about it but i need to see him get the ball to kyle to drake and let our guys just really have their you know, coming out party it because it's it's time
1: so as bad as everything feels right now are you buying that like it is this bad or do you think that this is man you lost again in london after all this kind of feel good, like momentum going into the season. Now you're two and two, like which do you put more stock in? That things are seriously as bad as they've looked over this two game skid or that we may be overreacting just a, a tad.
0: I'm, I'm I'm going to lean towards it maybe overreacting because London is far away. It messes with <laughs> body clock. I mean, you got jet lagged. Yeah, yeah they only left Thursday. So. You got a whole Toy Story thing that you're worried about. You know, it's, it's that's just, true. Yeah, it's a lot going on. A lot They've of probably forward. never
1: been toys before,
0: right? It's, it's, yeah, it's you the know, first time for everything. It was some new experience for them. I I'm going to say that I'm reserving my right to freak out till <laughs> next game. Now, if we do the same thing next game, which I have this sinking feeling. It's because I've been doing this for several years, three, four years with this podcast that the Falcons are going to Falcon. And I I, I want to stay positive, but the, the deep, deep pit of me and my Falcons fandom has been hurt so often. And so much it's, it's a scarred being that just expects (laughs) more of the same. And I feel like I didn't have to, even give that, that that feeling any credence, any breath, any life until sh- I, I saw last two games. This is what I'm used to with the Falcons. I, I, I'm used to them not rising to the challenge. I'm used to them taking turns, making mistakes. I'm used to the play calling, you know, being uh, below average. I, I'm used to interceptions, pick sixes. Uh, well, I won't say I'm because we got some sacks. The so defense is good, but. We're still not good enough to win games against teams we should win them uh, against, and I, I have seen the key for all of this in the quarterback be someone that I don't know. Ritter looks looks scared. Uh, I, I like his confidence after you know Game One and Game Two. and He came up there like that's my quarterback. People say that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. When he threw this actually turned the crowd was yelling at them and getting high on like, Okay, he got a little fire in him, so he's gonna have to convince me and a lot of fans that these are flukes because a, a mediocre performance won't do it. you got to come out here and really turn it on and get everyone back on board. We can get there, but it's going to be ridder or bust.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to say he looked scared, at least out on the field. Uh, he looked a little scared when, when Matt Collins got Well, he there, got
0: sacked several but, times. I'd be scared if I had 300-pound <laughs> guys coming after me as that's well. That's true.
1: You know, yeah, I know. Josh Allen again. I think he had three sacks today. Like yeah. the offensive line remains an issue, but, seven last but this week. team, this team is, is in dropback mode too much. Like it's too obvious at times. And that's not a situation where they can win. But uh, again, I don't know if Falcons are doing enough offensively to put themselves in the situations to, to like play the type of game they can win. Right. Like they're not yeah. really, they only, I saw on PFF did two running back sets twice. Like with Tyler Algier and Bajan Robinson on the field. And twice. Yeah. And so we were, we
0: were down a whole lot. I mean, so I. That's I, I fine. But that like, I,
1: I mean, you could, like, I just think that for an offense we wanted to see because of the creativity, that's like, those are two of your probably five best offensive players. Get them out yeah. there on the field. You know, like, yeah, let's have as I love what John U. Smith brought. You know, again, Kyle Pitts and Drake London, the talents undeniable, but get Tyler Algier out there on the field a little bit more. And I do expect it. them to do that more when they're in the lead and they're protecting the lead because it's kind of why he's here, but you got to get a lead first to protect it. So, yeah. um, I, you know, I think we can wrap it up there. If you guys have any questions that you want answered about this team, offense or defense or whatever, please shoot them to uh, believe in Falcons at gmail.com. Uh, could be a mailbag episode right around the corner, so go ahead and send those in. Um, if the team kind of continues to present a lot of questions, I may want to uh, provide some answers in more of a Q and A format. So, uh, Ovi, do you have anything else to say before we uh, wrap this thing up?
0: No, we, uh it, it's it, the show's called Believe in Falcons, and so even <laughs> when things get dark, when they get a little bit shaky, you you got to believe in the Falcons because this this is a team to where, as a fan, you you get hurt. But that's part of being a fan. We, we have to wish for the best. If we don't have hope, what do we have, Will? and we can't believe in our team, what can we believe in? You know, Santa Claus is not real. We know that, but the Falcons are real. So I, I'm, I'm really trying to to will myself to, to get this team ready to go because this is supposed to be our year. We we, we have too much talent to, to you know, just piss it away and have – Things uh, uh, end up in the, the loser column when we're, we're not losers. We we are a good team. We have good coaches. We have amazing talent. We just got to put it all together. So I'm hoping that against uh, a vulnerable team, um, uh, we can go and show them that we can get that W.
1: Yes, and I am still hopeful that is a great note to end on because I do still trust This team, Desmond Ritter, I have concerns about now, maybe to a greater extent than I did before the season. But for the most part, I still think this is the team with a better defense than I even expected. So there are some real bright spots. If they can just figure out the passing element of this, they really could turn things around pretty quickly here. So I think hope is the right note to end on. But that's got to start sooner rather than later so that's it getting out of london we're getting out of andy's you know bedroom but Ovi, you've always got a friend in me uh today's episode as always was presented by Bet online uh check in again thursday morning we will have another episode out for you guys previewing the houston texans and taking another look at the atlanta falcons and and just what is going on with this team um but until then everybody take care